Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to uh, Friday episode. It's a bank holiday, apparently, for some reason. Um, so we're going to do a special episode to celebrate that. And we're going to look at the mailbag. Um, specifically, contributions that have come from you, the Cunters, recently on the twin subjects of buttons mm. and bridges. Specifically, humpback bridges, because um, it's been it, it's the, the mailbag has been. I'm going to say it, set alight. The well, well, they're they're two hot topics that, in all the they years you've been doing this, I can't believe that we haven't covered before because they've always yeah. been staring us in the face as great content sources of content found, content fountains. I call them. Just goes to show, doesn't it? Um, I'm going to start off uh, with. Um, a contribution from Matt Smith, who says, Powerful Buttons is the title mm. of his email. So mm. let's see if it lives up to its title, because yeah. I'm we'll going be in blind judges. on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Button assessment. Uh, he says, Hello. Hello, Matt. Uh, when I think of powerful buttons, I think of being on the bus with my brothers and sisters' kids, three kids, one super uncle. I guess he's um, appointing himself as a super uncle there. They'll be the judge of that, I suppose. And the fights that would break out amongst the three over who got to push the button for the next stop. Mm. (sighs) This is very common. Yeah, this is massive. This is... Um, is, uh, It's it's so common fights with siblings over button pressing, whether it be a bus, a a lift, or a train. I mean, we touched upon it, really, in the initial buttons episode, Mm. I think, didn't we? So uh, Matt doesn't score any points at all for just... It does show that what we talked about, as, as is so often the case, really touched the soul of mm. uh, many of our listeners. The nation. Mm. Uh, the fights that would break out amongst the three over who got to push the button for the next stop. I mean, I've got two kids, and I've mm. had that for years. Who button wants to fights. Sit? At, at, the, the big one these days is who gets to sit in the front seat of the car. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have that, because I'm a single dad, so you... you probably don't have that when it's you and no the but if, no if it's, if it's just me and the kids it's mm. like one of my kids my daughter's four years older than my son and it's just like i've i've trained him just to make my life easier from an early stage it's just like you never ever get to sit in the front if right. your sister's here the oldest always goes in the front yeah i mean that's good that's mm. a good good way to do but I've, I've been soft with them because they do um Whenever there's any announcement that we're going to go anywhere, one of them will, will pipe up within milliseconds, bagsy the front seat, mm. as if it's a good thing. I'd rather just sit in the back and just stare out the window. And you know, Yeah, you get, it's like having your own little carriage if you're in the back. It's like having your own compartment. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, if it was up to me, to me, I'd have a fucking screen that went up, like you're doing like um, in some limousines. Yeah. Operated by a button. Mm-hmm. There we are, back to buttons. And you've got your solitude. Yeah, because solitude is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matt says, not that I minded about the fights. I totally understood the thrill. It made the bus and everyone on it stop and wait for you. Uh, magic ding, ding. boat. Ding, ding. That's the bus one makes a noise, so it's extra good. Yeah, but three, though. Three of them fighting over it. Jesus Christ. Well, you, you know I that they... Peter- I don't know if this is still the case... They used to say, this is in the 80s when I was a kid, that 20% of youth murder was button-related. Button-related. Button-row-related. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Um, But again... New Labour did a a lot of work on that. Often by... by, Well, they made more than one button available in in most button scenarios, whether it be lifts or buses or whatever. They're just on level and crossings. They just provided more buttons. Some of them were, um, what do you call it, placebo buttons. Buttons yeah, that actually didn't, didn't perform any function, but they were just there to be pressed. They felt and good. that cut down on the conflict. But of course, once yeah. the Tories got back in, all the funding got cut. And now we're back to not like a large number of young people all mm. fighting over a, a, a finite number of buttons. And probably half of them don't even work anywhere, not because of placebos, just because they're fucked and there's no maintenance. Yeah, they've been left, um, yeah. And, of course, New Labour, of course, famously took the lead out of all the petrol as well, which calmed everybody down quite a lot. Yeah, there was less before. violence in Euro 96. I was just thinking, I didn't mention it in the last, ep- last button episode, but we should get my mate Paul on as a special guest, because when he was... Between the age of 16 and 18, when he was mm. doing his A-levels, he had a part-time job. And his part-time job was in Sunderland's largest department store, which was called Bins. Right. Uh, it's Bins with two N's. It's not just B-I-N-S. Bruh, bins. Bins. Um, it was called Bins. And on a Saturday, my friend Paul was the lift attendant in Bins. Oh, Wow. And he got to press all like, of Like, that's like buttons. in old American movies, isn't it? Yeah. This is, this is got them in real life. What for, sir? What it, for, yeah. sir? Oh, you want menswear? That's fine. Floor three. Did he wear gloves? Uh, he did not, no. But he had total control of the buttons. Nobody else was allowed to but press them. Did he have a uniform? He used to wear a shirt and tie. And, so he was and a professional. He was a professional button man. Yeah, he was. And I think during the week, if I remember rightly, there, there'll have been a, a Monday to Friday button presser as well, lift attendant. So he got the day off on Saturday. Imagine and that. Paul That's every, every lad's dream, isn't it? To be paid oh, to just, press buttons. Isn't it just all day long, you've got total control of the buttons. Mm. So like on a Saturday, if I was in town, I'd pop in and just have a bit natter with him and go up and down in the lift for 10 minutes. I don't blame you. Don't <laughs> go up and down too many times so you can get ill. You can get cancer. He had to wear like um, a protective pants. suit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll get him on as a special guest. And talk yeah, about I'd, lo- I'd love that. Yeah, um, it would be great. We should get more special expert guests on, <laughs> and maybe we'll get a humpback bridge expert as well. Someone yeah, who's had bridge. some sort of professional <laughs> involvement in it, or yeah. Sir John Humpback Bridge. I tell you what, I can sniff a lot in this special bank holiday episode. Is mm. really. The sort of foundations of our next live show. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting strong live show vibes from this episode. I'm thinking yep. it could be the Button and Bridges tour. 
It could be. Uh, do you it remember when uh, the Rolling Stones uh, had a... Because big bands have to theme their tours, don't they? They don't just say, yeah. we're on tour. They go, this is the yeah, such and such tour. Yeah. And uh, the, the the Rolling Stones had... Um, was it Bridges to Babylon? That's what right, yes. fucking hell's that about? Bridges <laughs> to Babylon. Fucking Keith Richards nutters. came up with that, didn't he? It's yeah. a Keith Richards title, let's be honest. Yeah, Bridges to Babylon. What the fuck are you on about, mate? Mind you, I'll give him a pass because in his book, which I haven't read, but my wife has, she told me that um, he had a mad granddad who used to always say to the kids to make them laugh, I've been at the hospital. I've got an hole in me bum. (laughs) 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 You know, I never asked him why he'd been to the doctors or something. He goes, I've got a hole in me bum. (laughs) Yeah, so fair play to Keith Richards. He may sometimes seem like a bit of a knob, but at least he's got stories like that up his sleeve. He has. His frilly sleeves. Yeah. Um, His frilly sleeves. Yeah, he used that on the kids, that one. Um, I'm going to read this one out, Sam. I'm going to read it out without comment, and I want you to assess it for me. Okay. Um, It's another button one. It's from Simon Amesbury, um, who is an IFS subscriber. And he says, the thing about traffic light buttons is when some prick presses them, then crosses the road before the Mm. green man. So when you get there in your car, you're sat at a red light, there's no fucker in sight, and you're angrily lamparding about how if people press the button, they fucking well ought to wait for the green man before they cross the road. I'm sorry. Who's this bloke? What's his name? Simon Amesbury. Simon Amesbury, yeah, sounds like the right sort of name for what he is, which is a fucking (laughs) lampard and... I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Simon, at some point in your life, you know and I know you have voted Tory with an attitude like that. It's Tory driving, isn't it? Fucking Tory driving all day long. You resent the kids pressing the button. Kids don't have much to do. Youth clubs are shut down, right? There's no jobs for young people anymore. There's no paper rounds. Everyone reads their fucking news online. No one ever thinks about that. But everyone had paper rounds, didn't they, when we were kids? It gave them something yeah. to do, some extra pocket money. There ain't no yeah. paper rounds, right? There ain't no fucking lift attendant jobs. There ain't no fucking youth clubs. All of this shit, they're even shutting the libraries. What have kids got left that's free and amusing? I'll tell you what, pressing buttons. But you're in such a fucking hurry in your fucking car to get to wherever you're <laughs> fucking going, right? The I conservative club. Yeah, the fucking conservative club to sit with your mates and the fret, golf course. fret about <laughs> fucking immigration and the protection of your culture. <laughs> and, and just like moan on loads and make loads of crass jokes about, oh, well, if that's the case, I identify as a penguin. Right? <laughs> but you're not allowed to say that fuck, anymore, are you? You're not allowed to say anything. Oh. Uh, you're in a fucking, you're in your Tory fucking car and you get there and you've got to wait, what, a minute? 60 fucking seconds at the uh, lights? 20 seconds, 20 seconds, I reckon. Tops. Because some kids had a bit of a fucking, uh, just a little bit of fucking pleasure in his life, a little bit of joy, something that you don't even fucking understand, even if you experienced it, you wouldn't know. I'm sorry, Simon, but that is, you've got to fucking straighten your head out about this, right? You're in a car, that kid's on foot. Do you remember what it was like when you did it when you were a kid and you couldn't drive? It was a fucking nightmare. You were always having to walk everywhere. You were knackered. It was raining. It was dangerous sometimes. It was boring, right? And you're fucking walking everywhere. And you used to look at, like, cunts in cars, like grown-ups. And you think, look at him. 
He's got up. He's decided where he wants to go. And he's just got in this fucking metal box that he controls himself. And has gone... And he's basically pointed it. He points it at the place he wants to go to. And then it just goes there. Makes it go forward with a pedal. Yeah. I used to genuinely think that. I would, I would think, imagine that. You know, like, you get up and you've got to go somewhere. You think, right, I've got to walk to the fucking bus stop. Then I've got to wait. I've got to hope the bus comes. Then I've got to get that bus there. Then I've got to get off. Then I've got to walk from there to the tube station. Then I get on a tube and go there. And then I've got to walk across the platform and get a second tube. And then I've got to walk. It's just fucking loads. Of, it's just a logistical nightmare, right? It costs money. It's always fucking raining, right? And I used to think, imagine just getting, rolling out of bed in the morning and thinking, where shall I go today? And just doing it without having to think yeah. twice. Sensational. Yeah. That's the life you're leading now, Simon, right? Sorry, life. You're a driver. You've got your golf clubs in the fucking back, or the <laughs> Callies, as you probably call them. <laughs> You've got your fucking Alpine fresh dangly thing off your fucking wing mirror. You've got your two... Um, when it's when there's a football tournament on, you've got those um, wing mirror gloves that have Cross of St. George's yeah. on them. Yeah, you've got Smooth FM on. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the Lighthouse family come on and you're biting you've, your lower lip. You've got Smooth <laughs> FM, but you've also got that thing set for when there's traffic works. Oh, you're one of people who likes that. <laughs> Not like the rest of us who fucking want to smash your fucking radio in every time it comes on. You can't work out how to change the setting so it stops interrupting your music. Here's the yeah. traffic news. Uh, starting out with Birmingham and the M6 uh, junction is really snarled up this morning and you just feel great. You get a semi when you hear traffic news, mate. Simon, I mean, you're probably motorist. a good bloke. You're probably not a Tory, but I'm a motorist, yeah, but I don't like fucking one. make a big deal out of it. I'm a, I'm a uh, motorist, but, I, but pedestrians are better. And, it, it, you know, yeah. if you get... if you, if you you I, I use traffic lights, Pelican Crossings, whatever they're called. And you press the button and then you have a look and you think, oh, fucking hell, I can get across here. You do it. You don't hang around waiting for the fucking green man to come up. You do it if you're with a kid because you've got to teach the kids. you got to teach them. Kids have to learn. You're like this. You're like this. I've pressed the button. Oh, there's no traffic. But I ought to wait because I've pressed the button now. I don't want to be wasteful. (laughs) I don't want to waste a button press. It may cause inconvenience and frustration for a driver. (laughs) Fuck's sake, mate. Let the kids press the buttons. That is a T-shirt that I can get printed up, and it Let is, the kids a, press the a, and it's a political. It, you know, it's a, a little bit like a song by the Clash. No, Andy's not mad on the Clash, but you know, I can yeah. imagine that. I can imagine like Joe Cocker in like nineteen eight giving an interview. Joe Cocker. Sorry, not Joe Cocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, would have, he would have done it too. <laughs> and then you know, I just think give the kids. Give the kids access to buttons. Let Stop standing in their way, you know? Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Um, David North has also commented in a similar thing, <clears throat> the Pelican Crossing button. This, I had no idea about this. Get a load of this, Sam. Um, also, by the way, before going any further, thank you for responding in the way that I expected you to to that previous one. I, I, I went um, too far. I went too far. I just wound me up. I hope you enjoyed the platform I gave you for that one. Um, David <laughs> North, under the crossing button box is a ridged cone that rotates when it's safe to cross. Bollocks. And it's for blind and deaf people. I've never seen it. I'm going to go out after this and fucking have a look. There's a, there's a one about half a mile from me. I'm going to drive and park up and uh, press it and have a look. He um, says, it's yeah. it's it's for blind deaf people, but I used to get the kids to hold it. They loved it, and it keeps them from crossing early. Well, that's good to know. I'm, I mean, I, I can imagine the kids getting excited by that. I did not know that. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I do know that there's various things around us day to day that people who are, uh, I don't know what the term is, able-sighted and have hearing and rest of it, we don't notice it. Because we take yeah. things for granted, but things like ridges and studs on the pavement near to a yeah. crossing are there to yeah. alert like the the blind that they're approaching crossing. And I find it fascinating that there's a secret world. And it's not really secret, yeah, but yeah. that we don't know about. There's things that surround us, like the one just described, that are for people who might um, yeah. who might not be uh, conventionally able, right? And uh, you, can, you can see me searching around for the correct terms because I don't know them and I'll keep getting it wrong. So I apologise for that if I've upset anyone. But what I'm saying is is that if we have any um, blind listeners, I assume we don't have yeah. any deaf listeners, but I think we may have blind listeners. I think we might have heard from one before. I've got a feeling. If we've got blind listeners or blind person adjacent listeners, like if, mm. you know a relative of yours is blind, so you're... Switch on. Get in touch and tell us some more things to look out for. I mean, we're not going to. I'm not going to start using them or getting in the way. I'm not going to start bothering the blind community. I know that's probably what you're thinking. I will because I am yeah. a botherer in public. I will bother people with my questions. Yeah. Right? Maybe top journalist to tell you. I'm got not, not going to start bothering blind people, but I would like to know more about the facilities. And are there enough facilities as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm aware of the <clears throat> the studded thing on the pavement, which is a so it's good, isn't it? For people with white sticks to be able to realise that mm. there's um, crossing, there's a crossing, and people who park crossing. people who park on that is one of the things that fucks me off the most about motorists. Mm. It's just oh. 
Anyway. I'm with you, mate. I'm a motorist, but I don't really think that that's anything to be proud of. I no, mean, I'm not. a motorist because I'm lazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't exactly. think, I don't feel yeah. that, I don't like all this motorists should have more rights. Do you know what I mean? I think we've got quite enough rights now. I think we yeah. should have less fucking rights. I want to be discouraged yeah. from using my car. I use it because I'm lazy, but it'd be nice if I was discouraged from it more. Who knows? It was good being locked down, I suppose, for that reason. Um, another button. Russ Palmer says, uh, best button. And it's another motor, motor one. Uh, the button on the fucking handbrake, he says. Yes. Next question. <laughs> I saw this email and I thought, he's right. It's a fucking great button. They don't really exist anymore, do they? Like, what's uh, the handbrake in your car? Yeah, you've got to press the button, haven't you, to get the handbrake to work? Mate, in my car... The handbrake yeah. is, at, first of all, it's automatic. So it right. works out if you stopped and it just goes on. And it works Whoa. out if you want to go again and it just goes off, right? Even if I did want to commandeer it manually, which I could do if I wanted to, right? Yeah. It's, a tiny, it's a tiny little fucking inconsequential lever that I can operate with one finger, right? Yeah, and yeah. that is... That is on most cars. That's the way things are now. The handbrake, cars. the handbrake used to be the daddy of like one of the fucking main features: your steering wheel, your big fucking gear stick, and your big fucking handbrake. And those were the three most fucking prominent things when you got in a car, right? right. It's all gone now. Well, it's all gone now. I've, Even, I've, I've, well, what's your gear stick like? Just like a gear stick, proper what, gear normal? stick. Yeah, your car's not from the fucking eighties. I've it's seen your car. 20, it's pretty modern. 2018 Skoda Octavia. There yeah, you go. It's, it's got uh, original features, vintage features. It's, if you it's got retro it. features, like a proper yeah. gear stick where you go fast, well, down, what's yours? Is down. yours an automatic? Mine's an automatic, mate. But I, like I said, I'm fucking lazy. I'm not fucking changing gear. Fuck that. What do I want to fucking okay. change gear for when I've got a car do it for me? But, I mean, in America, I think all cars are automatics, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, because they've got their heads screwed on. They're it like, makes sense, yeah. They're like, if you've got a fucking car that will do it all on its own, or there's an alternative car, same price, but you've got to do loads of it yourself, right? Why would you choose that one? Mind you, in Italy, oh. because they're all macho, it's a very macho mm. culture, they think it's, um, eh, automatic car, that's for the women. A baby car. Yeah, they think it's like for the women. I like to control my car, like I am its yeah. master and it is my yeah. slave. And I'm I like, well, get, I, yeah. if that's what gets you your kicks, mate, but I would rather do as little as possible when I get behind the wheel. <laughs> in life, in every aspect of yeah, life. Yeah, I just want to fucking get in the car and for it to just fucking go. Get pointed and in the direction you're going and the, get there. The sort of car I've got yeah. now, it's like most modern cars, right? You do hardly fuck all. You get in, you type in the fucking postcode of where you're going. I press a button to start it. There's no ignition. Mm. I just press a little button. Start. I don't even have Seen to press those, it hard. Yeah. Start. Then you press in like, this is where I'm going. I have started. Where do you wish to go? It's all a bit Night Rider, isn't it? I wish to go to Asda's. Right, again, <laughs> but you only went on Wednesday. Yes, but I forgot a few things. <laughs> I haven't got any dad breads. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> I suppose so. But I will permit this. Are you sure you're not just going because you like it there? Uh, you don't actually need anything? No, that's not true. Nah, bread is not uh, an essential. 
As long as you have eggs and bread, you have everything you need. <laughs> Normal bread, I mean. Not naan bread. That's a fancy specialist bread. Fuck off, car. Just fucking take me to Asda's. It was a bit like that on Night Rider, wasn't it? We should do a deep dive into the yeah. car itself and not not, not Michael Atner, David Asseloff, Michael Knight, but the actual car, because the car was a fucking bitchy little fucker, well, wasn't he it? He was, yeah, he was camp. My cousin, yeah. my cousin Bruce told me once, and he denies he told me this, that there was a, an episode where Michael's in a hotel room and he's, he's trying to get off with some bird and then the bird's husband comes and catches them. And he's fucked, right? And Michael, for once, he's like, he can't fight his way out. This geese is really fucking tasty. He's got a shooter. Michael's like, this is it. I'm going to fucking die, right? But he calls to Kit just on the off chance. Like, Kit, look, I'm, you got to help me. But I'm on, like, the 20th floor of this fucking building right. in the hotel room. And he reckons there's an episode, but I couldn't <laughs> find it on YouTube, that Kit somehow gets in a building opposite and somehow drives up the staircase of the building opposite, <laughs> right, to the 20th floor, then drives out a window on the 20th floor at high speed, goes in, jumps across, all the way across to the other skyscraper, smashes through the window and knocks the, the, the adverse, Michael's adversary out. And then Michael gets in the car and he drives down the staircase in the way. Fucking hell. I and don't remember He that. told me that. And then about five years later, I said, oh, remember you told me about that episode where Knight Rider, where the kick jumps through the window of a 20th floor hotel and knocks someone out to rescue Michael. I can't find it. What Do you remember what episode? Because he said, I've got no idea what you're talking about. So I think he's been <laughs> gaslighting me. I think he's been gaslighting me over Knight Rider. If anyone else, uh, if this rings any bells to anyone, please get in touch and let me know. Yeah, I'd love to think it does exist. I like the software that we've got when we were recording these episodes because it's got like a flickering display, which yeah, reminds a, me a little it, bit of when Kit yeah, used to talk. Kit used to talk, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, um, I've got a humpback bridge run here. Um, yes, please. It, from Rob Burton. When I was in sixth form, there was a minibus that took some of the kids home after school. The route included a large steep hill with a humpback bridge at the bottom. On special mm. occasions, usually after enough encouragement from us kids, the bus driver would go full tilt down the hill and over the bridge, <laughs> <laughs> sending us like, and our bags flying all over the shop. <laughs> Legend driver. I remember one occasion where a youth decided to stand up in the aisle, cracking his head on the roof of the bus as we flew over the bridge. He was fine, though. Good times all round. That sounds great, Rob. <laughs> Self-harming himself on the head. I can just imagine really? adding back. I, as soon as he said that about one kid deciding, I'm going to take this further and try and maximise the danger, maximise the chances of personal injury, I not only yeah. thought, yeah, I really recognise that situation, I pictured the exact kid I knew from my school days who would have been one, my mate who would have been the one who did that. My mate William Gallagher would have always been the one who thought, I'm going to take this up a level, I'm going to stand up, because then I might get my head smashed, and if I do, it'll be a great story, and everyone yeah. will talk about it. Yeah, of course. Attention. Who yeah. was who was that from again? That's from Rob Burton. Does he say whereabouts the bridge was? He doesn't say, no. 
Because he's one from. Does it sound like a Sunderland one? Well, no, he's a one from Tony from Durham, and he says, uh, "In middle school, we all used to get the school bus, and there was one particular humpback bridge in Cramlington. If you bounced up and down on your seat at the right time, you would fly up and smack your head off the luggage thing." (laughs) 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 That's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was physics. I don't know. But if you could hit your head, you were the winner of the day. Um. And he says, this lasted for a while. It was the highlight of the day. 30 to 40 kids bouncing in unison every day. Uh, it, <laughs> he says, it got banned, as all good things do. It then became a game of cat and mouse between the bus escort uh, <laughs> and the kids of who would dare bounce on the seat. Unfortunately, my mum decided she wanted to become a bus escort. Oh, no. and my head And my head-banging life was over. <laughs> That's gutting. <laughs> yeah. I tried once, got shouted, and then grounded. I'm not sure if getting grounded or shouted at by your mum in front of all your school friends was worse. I can't believe his mum did that. That's absolutely gutting if your mum decides, I'm riding the coach with you. Fuck that. Um, That's terrible. Ricky Pyle, good evening, gentlemen. Hearing the talk of Humpback Bridges gave me a big shot of nostalgia. Back in the 80s, my old man had a company van that he used for deliveries. As it only seated three at the front, there were four of us, including my brother. The pair of us used to travel in the back of it while my parents were up front. Already sounds really good fun. The van van was curtain-sided. Ah, even better. With no visibility from the back. And even by the 80s standards, it was probably less than legal for us to be in there, given we didn't even have a seat, let alone a seat belt. Get in the back. But Dad, <laughs> there's no seat or seatbelt, and it's fucking curtain sided. So if you go round a fucking oh. turn too quick, I'll just fall out. Fucking God. get back there, me and your man. You'll, wanna... just, you'll just bounce off it and bounce back in. You'll me, be all right. Me and your man want to talk up the front. We don't want you listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there was a humpback bridge near us that we used to love going over. This is it. You just love go. You'd be almost like. Like, I'd go to my dad, what way are we going? Can we go over the humpback bridge? Do you know what I mean? Just a little thrill. Like pushing a boat, it's just a little thrill. Not knowing when it was coming up added another level of jeopardy and we'd always try to guess where we were on the journey and see who could stay standing as we went over it. Oh, so they were trying to anticipate where it was. They didn't know. appropriately. Yeah. Oh, fucking brilliant. However, one day my dad was driving with myself and my brother in a cab his mate, who we only knew by the nickname Danger Brain. <laughs> Danger Brain was in the back. That's amazing. He was, he was none the wiser about the humpback bridge, and we pissed ourselves laughing as Dad went over it. Foot to the floor, and we heard the unmistakable sound of Danger Brain not only taking off, but twatting his head off the back doors as he flew a bike about like one of those cunts on Elon Musk's space airplane. I still think about that every time I see a humpback bridge. Different times. TTFN, Ricky, age 42 and a half. Brilliant. Oh, that's so good. That's brilliant. Everything about that is great. Curtain-sided vans, they're great, aren't they? Oh, brilliant. Um, Here's another one from Dylan. Uh, where I grew up in Shropshire, one of the tiny back roads went over a canal. The bridge could be raised up by hand to allow narrow boats to pass through. Mm. Or you could raise it just a few inches and then rag the higher car over it, launching mm-hmm. it into the air and pretending you were the Dukes mm-hmm. of Hazard. 
Yes. <laughs> Great times, he says. And <laughs> in you with the cheeks of acid. One of the best fucking fun things you could do. Just pretend to be the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. I used to do that. I used to get your dad to wind the car window down so you could get in and out of it without using the door. Yeah, but the fucking Dukes did it really, like, elegantly. And I I, I tried to do it, and I'd be like, fucking hell, I got stuck. Mum, help me out. I've got one leg in the window and the other one's still on the floor. I caught me balls on the car window. Ah, ah, my bollocks are stuck in electric windows. Oh man! So uh, I think that's about it. All we've got. So if you've got any more uh, bridges or buttons, send them in. We can do a follow up to this episode. It's been hugely successful, and it's enhanced everybody's bank holiday no end. Um, hope you enjoyed the uh, what's it called the platy the platy jubes platy jubes platy jubes. But we do not endorse today. that phrase. It's one of those things that I hate it, but at the same time, once you know it, it's hard not to use it. Yeah, and we're recording this uh, almost a week in advance, so hopefully the Queen didn't die just before mm. the platy jubes or anything like that. Um, thank you very much, and goodbye. Goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.